It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Round three of Carey, Price and Burrell is go on the Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello, boys. How are you? Yeah, good. <laughs> Excellent. This is, this is a disgusting sausage party. <laughs> it's okay. Um... It sells. I don't know. We get some listens. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's because we're men? Uh, no. It's put, you think all those people our... would have been put off by women and going, well, at least, at least I'll listen to that. Well, maybe it's us that puts off the women because none of them want to be on this podcast. But we're here. We're here to talk about some tech. Uh, got two stories this week. We're going to start, David Price, with Snopes. So Snopes is a fact-checking website uh, set up to dispel urban myths and web rumours. But, David, I'm sure you'll tell us more recently, depending on who you asked, has pivoted or descended into political commentary and come a cropper in terms of ad revenue. I don't know if it's because of the political commentary, um, but it is, it is complicated. They're, they're being sued. They are, they are simultaneously being sued and suing somebody else um, because they've got Having themselves into hot water. Um, they are, as you said, a fact-checking website. They're, they're the original sort of... People call them a mom-and-pop website because right. they were founded by a couple, um, a married couple, who then later got divorced sort of 20 years after this site was established. And and that's where all the problems came from, essentially. I think they got divorced about 2015. Okay. Um, and as a result of that, they it's had a to It's a slippery snope from there, isn't it? Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, and that's our one listener gone. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's, listener. That's one, that's one of our speakers gone, I think. <laughs> Uh, so at that point they had to split the company. They split. Uh, they had a founded com- a parent company, yep. Bardav. And they split that fifty fifty between the two divorced yep. uh, founders and the uh, the wife Barbara Mickelson. Um, she then sold it to somebody else, and that's that's where the where the real trouble okay. start because they are now trying to exert control over the advertising revenues and actually withholding. <laughs> David Mickelson claims withholding advertising revenue from him. Okay. And so the site is now being starved of cash and they are suing this other group of people to try and Brilliant. unlock their money. But it's it's so complicated and messy. Yeah, because, I mean, not long ago, um, they had quite a few... um had a bit of pickup more recently in um, President, President Trump's run for office and yeah. the whole Brexit thing, the whole yeah. media obsession with fake news. It got quite a lot of high-profile um, yeah. profiles uh, done of um, the guy. Is it David Mickelson? David Mickelson. Um because didn't Facebook start talking about sort of using Snopes? Yeah, they hired them. Yeah, they hired Snopes to make sure there's less fake news on the on the platform. I'm gonna, I say mm-hmm. hired. David Mickelson claims they don't get paid for that, <laughs> but uh, but then I mean, there's lots of um, 
interesting speculation about where the money comes from, where the money goes. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's, I mean, there's I, been some exposés in the uh, sort of more tabloidy press about how potentially he paid for prostitutes on expenses um, and potentially he's married an escort who he once paid for, for her services and then paid for their honeymoon Possibly. with expenses. So but you will know that. Is that fake news? I don't. It was on Can the we check it, on Snow? It, it, it was on. It's, the day. <laughs> it's, it's being a beautiful disputed. storm. <laughs> but you will note that the people that are pushing those stories are the ones that are accused of fake. Well, well yeah, that, I read that. I read that on the Daily news. Mail. I'm not. I'm not exactly. taking it as, as golden. But it is. Yeah. It is. Hi. Oh, it kind of makes me. If I was to put my tin hat on, it kind of like makes me think of everything that happened at like Gorka, in terms yeah. of like. Um, all like you've got these like lawsuits coming out of nowhere, and then you find out like finally that it's being bankrolled by people that don't like the fact that Snopes are fact checking them at every turn. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So, is there any sort of claims that that's going on in the background here? I I, I think it's just that um, the sites that are uh, that have been damaged by their fact checking are just are jumping on it now. It's happening, mm. but I think this is just one of those cases where if you if you assemble a site in a haphazard manner in 1993 or 1994, yeah. you don't have the structure in place for it to be a sensible, sensible. Well, exactly, company. and it kind of shows that as well. Again, we we can't intrinsically link the two, but since they've perhaps moved into a more political uh, fact-checking agenda, you're suddenly realizing that, like you say, anything that disrupts any kind of powerful status quo. Um, ad revenue won't keep you alive because yeah, it was just it, before it was just doing like um, sort of urban myths and stuff, wasn't it? Like yeah. mm-hmm. you know, can dogs look up and things like that? But then um, if, if, it's moved, if it's moved into, <laughs> is the, is the, the Henry, can, can they look up? <laughs> no, it's like oh, where is that from? Um, it's in a thing. Like, apparently, they can't look up. Isn't that in Shaun of the Dead? Was it, hot, or was it hot fuzz? Apparently, it's a dangerous word. <laughs> well, I need Snopes. That's what Snopes. Snopes. Um, but yeah, yeah but now, Snopes, it's moved Snopes in, are, now it's moved into that. Yeah. And the, the, the ad Snopes revenue are a the, fascinating company yeah. in terms of pivoting because they've they have gone from this yeah this incredibly humble origin and they and they've never organised themselves. That's the, that's the thing. It's that they scaled yeah. and they've not been able to scale because when this company took over or, or took over part of them uh, a couple of years ago, they discovered they didn't even have a CMS. Yeah. That they just built on this sort of outdated code. <laughs> That, that yeah, it was in the 1990s. Now it was like a blog, basically, and they were yeah. like, "Well, we can do this." And they've never really scaled. And they've never established this structure, and they've still had this this relationship hanging over them that it's run by a married couple. And of course, yeah, they're they're a, they're a couple. They have a messy relationship, and things have gone wrong. Um, and maybe some of it's true, maybe some of it's not. But because they're they are a company that has this dysfunctional structure, that has now meant that they've fallen apart. Um, and they would have been fine, as you said. 10 years ago when they weren't a big deal because if the advertising revenue stops coming in oh well we don't get our 307 pounds this month mm, um, yeah. but they're they're you know quite a big one less escort space. for me <laughs> <laughs> we do well, want to stress that that's not proven <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Imagine if Snopes sued us. God, then. we're going to get sued, aren't we? Nah. Uh, <laughs> so then the other as- the other aspects uh, of this, of course. Turn that off, nice and professional. Is um, they did well, David on his side, he did a crowdfunding campaign to save Snopes hashtag save Snopes um, that was the actual hashtag um, $500,000 in one day nice. so yeah, who are the people giving him the money because obviously we're saying oh you know it, it, it matters to a lot of people and it's an important website but that's quite a lot of crowdfunding in one day for, maybe for the a, Wikipedia founder he's really on this Jimmy Wales yeah Wales <laughs> is on this um, but, it's, like, but it's not it's not just like a, a small number of large donations it's a lot of ten dollars yeah mm. they're really popular they you know people understand and trust them and, and the way that the media landscape has moved Snopes is more vital now 
I'm going to sound like one of their uh, no, emails now, but they, they are. You know, nobody else does what they do, and that's why we. It's, it's ridiculous that we are depending on this, as we said, 20 year old kind of primitive website, but yeah. it still does the things that we should all be doing, which so, is checking everything. Forgive me if this is a crude comparison, but can we compare it to WikiLeaks in a way? Because it's doing the kind of the same trying to guide society and saying, no. look, you're being... No, I don't take that. I, no. I don't accept that at all. Uh, they are... WikiLeaks is... Obviously a massive different agenda. Is, is a, has an agenda and it's yeah. a political site in a way which was never really um, made clear at the beginning. But Snopes are... are I, I accept their claim that they are apolitical. Um, uh, Barbara Mickelson... Well, she can't vote in the in the U.S. election. She's a Canadian citizen. Um, David Mickelson is uh, was a registered Republican. Mm-hmm. They get accused of bias by both sides. It's like that BBC thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what they what they do and, and people like um, what's the organisation called Fact, FactCheck.org? They they tested them out for bias and they found that they were applying exactly the same standards to both sides. That's pretty so, great. So you get just as many forwarded emails saying that. George Bush doesn't have a brain or whatever <laughs> but they would that they would then, they would deal with it in exactly the same way and they do seem to be fair but it's just that um, the Republican Party of late has become somewhat dependent on <laughs> absolute arrant bullshit yeah um, which means that they suffer slightly more from yeah. there being somebody that calls them on that is there a UK equivalent to something like Snopes is there anything apart from we just um, use Snopes, trust don't we? sorry I think we just use Snopes because to be honest I'm not really aware of Snopes you're um, not really aware of Snopes? No. Does that it's, make me it's bad? such an amazing website. Does that mean I don't have you seen, um, love facts? Have you seen Once Upon a Time in the West? I have. It's my favourite film. So you know, the, you know the, the subplot about the Irishman who buys the plot of land where the, where the railroad is going right. to go. Right, yeah, yeah. And then it's like in the middle of nowhere and he just sits there for like 15 years and waits for his <laughs> land to become valuable when the train arrives. Mm. Well, that's what Snopes have done, is that they, they established this, this thing that nobody cared about except a few people. And then 20 years later, the train has arrived, the media landscape desperately needs them. Everything has fallen apart in terms of trust in media. And, and they're there and they go, right, this is what we've been doing for 20 years. We, can, we now have the facilities to do this. Are you saying that Snopes knew Trump was coming? Okay, they, they become, <laughs> if you imagine that they didn't know it and they were lucky in, yeah. that, in that film instead of actually planning it, which is a fundamental difference. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I I think it'll be such a shame if they go down in such an ugly way as well. I think I do. You reckon they're going to go down? Like it sounds to me like they're going to get swallowed up by powerful people yet again. Yeah, they might do. So they, as you said, they got five hundred thousand dollars in the first twenty four hours. That's since gone up to six hundred thousand. So it yeah. did slow down a bit. And they they estimate that their running costs are about a hundred thousand a day. Uh, no, not a day. What well, I was going to say. <laughs> um, so that will keep them going for a while. Um, yeah. but it's not going to keep them going in perpetuity. And, and as we saw with Wikipedia, people do kind of, even for a website that they depend upon and, and love and trust, they do resent the idea of paying for something um, at all, really, but yeah, um, yeah. certainly over a period of time. I can't, I can't remember. I can't credit it to anyone, but I saw a good uh, Twitter joke the other day, and it was saying that, it was basically, I'll paraphrase it, but it was saying at work, if someone goes, I'll give you $3 to eat this old grape, you'd be like, yeah, yeah. But then like Jimmy Wells asks you for $3 and you're like, get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so why won't people, why won't people yeah, pay true. for like good information, but they will pay for, you know, six, six pound points. It's, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the way you pay, I think, 
remember that there was all that stuff for a while ago about micropayments, but that was the future of it. It mm. needs to be frictionless. Yeah, it's frictionless. It, it's, the, it's the point of logging in and entering your bank details. That's the problem. Mm. Is that you've got £3 in change on your desk. I, I, you know, you just... If somebody comes around with a birthday card for somebody that you don't even know, you go, yeah, there's the three pounds. Yeah. You just, it's nothing because it's metal coins, but having to log in, that's the friction, that's the annoyance, I think. And we never solved it. Mm. Damn. Well, uh, log in if you want. Give Snopes three dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it, it matters. Yeah. They, they have asked for ten. Have they? Um, okay, cool. I suppose that's well, a bit like the British about, Museum and their suggested yeah. donation of £5. Pounds. I don't think <laughs> I will. Yeah, Probably whenever not. I go to these museums, I'm like, who are these people who put £20 pound notes in there? Are these Chinese tourists who like go, oh, I have a million yen, but £20? Pounds. <laughs> <That'll>, <laughs> that, that can't be much. <laughs> Is that slightly racist? <laughs> not really. I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably <laughs> under... Like currency racism. Just like how we would under tip in, 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 uh, in, in China or Japan, right? How many yen? I have no idea. How many yeah. yen to oh, a pound? I, I tend to just put some money in my hand and go, please just take the appropriate amount. <laughs> Brilliant. You allow people to rob you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what tipping is, isn't it? Oh, true. Hashtag little. Wow. That's a great place to end there. Um, thanks. Uh, obviously, the obligatory question. Uh, David Price, uh, land of snope and glory <laughs> or not a snope in hell? Uh, uh, land of snope and glory. Let's be positive. Uh, it's got caring. It's just a better pun, isn't it? So, yeah, land of snipe and glory. Yes. Okay, cool. It's the same pun. Hold on. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's the same pun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a funny word. You had to pun it. It's very funny. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, we'll come right back and talk about heavyweight AI fighting. It's Ali versus Fraser. It's Biggie versus Tupac. It's a bit like Jobs versus Gates, but really it's Goliath versus Goliath. Mark Zuckerberg did a backyard Q&A where he talked about AI for a bit and cooked a brisket and then got straight up Twitter dissed by the ever plucky fellow billionaire Elon Musk. Scott Carey, 
what has got the tech press all a fussed? Yeah, I mean, um, slow news week in the tech press. So there's, there's <laughs> really can yeah. you tell? Can you tell one listener? <laughs> so there's there's nothing like um, two of the biggest names in tech having a little bicker um, yep, online. Pretty juicy. Um, so yeah, while most sort of founders and CEOs are chilling in the Hamptons, um, <laughs> Elon Musk and uh, Zucker- Mark Zuckerberg are having a little spat over um, AI, and and it is quite playgroundy. So mm-hmm. I'll sort of lay out how it went down um (laughs) elon musk was um at a meeting of the american governors i don't even know what that meeting would be like but anyway he was asked about um ai and historically he's always been very um pessimistic negative um almost sort of uh, alarmist over the threat of ai um in the sort of vein of nick bostrom so um he actually said that um I keep ringing the alarm bell um, over AI, but until people see robots going down the street killing people, they don't know how to react, Um, (laughs) which um, alarmist is is probably the word. Um, So he, again, is sort of ringing the bell um, for regulating AI. He wants to um, sort of regulate the research of AI and the application of it before it gets sort of out of hand in in his eyes. the, the the problem here is that Musk sort of has skin in the game in that his big thing is about sort of colonizing other planets and moving us off Earth. So if there's a sort of strain of killer robots like that take over Earth, then great for him because we can all move to Mars. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, most of the sort of AI research community responded with a massive sigh. Um, as Toward, they, towards as they normally do. Towards Musk. Right. Um, because it is it is just wildly alarmist at this point. Um, okay. and, and AI is in no way anywhere near that sort of level. Neither, more importantly, is robotics to the point where most of the videos of robots you see can be pushed over with a stick. So, so to, yeah. to play devil's advocate just for a second, Please do. is it not the case that you need to get the regulations in place before the robots are equipped with scythes and the ability it to... reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons, uh, Itchy and Scratchy Land. Was, yes. Yeah. It's got um, um, unbearable gas pain um, land, is not it? <laughs> One a, of the sections. It's a brilliant episode, I highly yeah, recommend. Sorry. So, yeah, it's a fair point. Um, and also the AI research community obviously don't want to be regulated, so they're always going to tone down any okay. um, any sort of... Skynet vibe. ...negativity towards their work. Basically, they want to be unfettered um, and they want to get on with their research because that's what they do for a living. Um, so I think that's fair. Um, so, so, yeah, as you said, sort of Zuckerberg was, was grilling brisket um, in, his, in, in what looked like uh, you know Stevenson's rockets. It was a proper <laughs> smoker. Yeah, no, I, was actually, I was actually fairly it's impressed. Um, it was like yeah, he looked like the thumb man because of the angle of the camera. Yeah, and then he just had like a steam engine cooking. The some, thumb man. Yeah, you know, it's the, a really you know, bizarre, bizarre. You know, you know image. thumb man, right? Uh, you know, the, the famous picture of the man that looks like a thumb. <laughs> Keaton Jennings looks like a thumb. I do. Cricket reference. Oh, okay. Um, My bad. So someone, it was, he was doing a live Q&A while he was waiting for his brisket to cook, as you do, <laughs> on Facebook Live. I, mean, I, I um, can't even count the number of times I've had to do no. that. But. And someone asked him, like, what do you think about Elon Musk's recent comments about AI? And he said, um, I think the people who are naysayers and try to drum up these doomsday scenarios, I don't understand it. It's negative and it's irresponsible. Um, which I think is fair. Like, he, and obviously Zuckerberg is always the optimist when it comes to things like this. Um, Facebook has a huge AI research lab and yep. they're always talking about trying to apply AI to healthcare, 
um, to um, sort of democratizing the internet, to um, trying to make things better for people. Um, so, he never talks about sort of algorithms um, sort of, um, <laughs> being bad. Or well, like, like, like that's, is that the difference here? When we think about AI, people do think about, unfortunately, you know, Elon Musk saying robots are going to, you know, take over everyone and it's going to be like Terminator. Yeah. But when Zuckerberg talks about AI, is he just talking about, you know, machine learning? Yeah, that's. I think that, that there's. I mean, that's the problem with AI in in, it's in quite general. Broad, is it's so broad. Um, yeah. I think maybe like the the ideal is just to find somewhere in the middle here, where yeah, there needs to be regulation, but also like I do like Zuckerberg's optimism, like the fact that he's trying to apply this to areas where it can help is obviously the best way to go about it. Um, after um, news of Zuckerberg's sort of um, subtweet got out there um musk responded by saying i've talked to mark about this his understanding of the subject is limited (laughs) which is the sickest burn it's a pretty sick burn uh and and that's and that's where we stand now so we um it did musk win that argument they just stopped didn't they yeah Yeah, we haven't heard zuckerberg's comeback no (laughs) well it's too sick a burn for him to come back i think yeah, I think his I think his sick burn is limited. It's hilarious that it is basically the argument that you would have two nerds having like at school, where it'd be like, "I think your understanding is limited." <laughs> I think your understanding is limited. <laughs> Let's have a book off. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, um, what 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 is Musk doing in AI that's that, that he has the authority to comment on something like this? Because aside from you know, he's he's got he's got so many so many fingers, so many pies. Yeah, you've got Tesla, you've got SpaceX, um, Hyperloop. But they're they're all more automotive. In, so is he is he looking to automate these things? So it's Tesla. Um, so th- there's no AI in Hyperloop, and he, Hyperloop was his idea, but he actually doesn't do anything. Yeah, with Hyperloop, he's the champion of it. And then um, and then uh, yeah, there's no AI involved in SpaceX really, although there might be something going on in the background because they pretty... tend to keep crashing. So. Yeah, um, but yeah, Tesla. So Tesla is automated vehicles, and automated vehicle software is completely reliant on um, artificial intelligence. It needs. You need the cameras on the car to be able to act like a human, so it needs to be able to see, it needs to be able to process information, it needs to be able to react. Um, so he considers himself um, a bit of an expert. So, but from a PR point of view, um, when people think, well, this guy's an expert in AI, and he says all these Teslas are going to you know, get on their hind wheels and come and slaughter <laughs> us, like, um, what's he talking about when he's talking about robots? It's, it's, it's not very, there's a big jump to what he's saying. I think he's just, he just does that because he wants to get a rise and because it's the yeah. easiest way to sort of scaremonger is to basically evoke the Terminator. I mean, it is the... But what, is, what, why is it in his interest to scaremonger? Well, in, in theory, it's because he wants us all to move to Mars. Just, he's a wanker. <laughs> yeah, and like, he's probably got legitimate concerns and he should have. Like, And he obviously has read like Bostrom and Bostrom's got some pretty scary concerns over AI. Yeah. Um, he might not have a huge amount of agenda, really. He might just like, and he does. He's always liked to be a little bit sort of provocative. Yeah, well, he's friends with Peter Thiel, isn't he? Yeah, he likes getting publicity, and he has a different sort of approach to Zuckerberg because he he does that sort of. He was a guy that was the the CEO of Ryanair, and every, every now and then, if he wanted to get publicity, he'd say, "We're going to take out the toilets or whatever." Yeah, he he knows how to do that soundbite. Zuckerberg, and I I sort of relate this to this presidential run thing is that he's always more measured he's always trying to be more sort of um statesman like he, he won't he won't come out and say hmm, i think facebook should have uh i don't know face recognition to stop people voting or i don't know whatever yeah but he is he is extremely statesman like he doesn't and that's go for why, the soundboard, does no it? and that's why it was quite surprising that he even responded to the question because normally yeah. he won't be one to sort of 
um, be provocative or be confrontational. Um, he, he tends to be, yeah, more statesmanlike. But, you know, I think it was nice to see Zuckerberg, you know, be a bit exasperated because you can tell there's something he's clearly passionate about. Yeah. Because like you say, he, he unfortunately does come across slightly <laughs> robotic sometimes. So it was nice kind of him to see, despite him, you know, cooking in his Palo Alto backyard with a clear display of uh, of wealth. He's mm. still being like, like I'm trying to, basically I'm trying to help people. So I don't understand why people would um, try and shoot it down. Um, but having regulations is not shooting it down, is it? I mean, you, no, no. You've got a lot of interests. But how not, do you regulate something like that? Why were you saying, Scott, that it wasn't in the interests of all these different bodies to, to have regulations yet? Oh, because a researcher wants to be able to be free to like do their research they definitely don't want someone coming in and putting up a load of red tape being like can you make sure that you don't do this don't do that yeah and it costs money to to comply with regulations yeah it? every time regulations are brought in companies count how much it's going to cost them well shot me down <laughs> <laughs> sorry henry no that's cool who else uh, in the ai wars then we got zuckerberg and and musk but um obviously we're talking about lots of different people having different approaches to it i mean is there anyone else who's going to pull ahead of the group well i mean the the guys that, that spend all the money on this is, is are google and facebook yeah of course um google bought deep mind english company that does a lot of ai research they've had a lot of troubles of their own recently with the nhs mm-hmm. um they developed an app um for um i think it was liver disease it was a very specific disease um for basically using ai to um pass um through like um medical records and stuff to, okay. to try and spot things earlier and quicker than doctors. But then the data agreement they set up with the NHS was um, badly written. Probably um, doesn't run on XP either. Yeah. Um, good point. It's a tech joke. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, so Google um, also have their Google Brain um, AI team, which is responsible for a lot of their like internal um, computer vision stuff, like in Google Photos and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Some of the stuff they do in that is pretty cool, actually. It's very cool, and Google Translate is all a and like there was yeah. a big step change in Google Translate and how good it became um, about a year ago, and that all came down to the research that was going on at Google Brain. Um, and then uh, the people that we always forget about are sort of um, Baidu and um, the Chinese um, tech superpowers. And, and Yandex as well in Russia has a big AI lab that I wrote about um, the other week. So basically anyone that is in like Google space and has that amount of data, they would be um, stupid not to try and sort of develop some AI because it will give them a competitive advantage. Would Amazon be involved in that as well? Oh, Amazon are huge. The they're, they're, yeah, they're the, ele- they're the sort of elephant in the room, really. Um, yeah, Alexa um, is, yeah, it's, it's AI driven it's um it learns what you like and adapts accordingly so um a lot of those ai sort of assistants um run on that sort of thing and then of course there's microsoft as well um which has which has just announced that it's sort of bulking out its research lab because it feels like it's sort of slipping behind its rivals so i mean it's a huge battleground like every big tech company is is in on the ai thing um just interesting right not a lot of them actually talk about the sort of risks um, so these sort of spats don't break out very often, which is why I think the press quite. Yeah, you only, hear, you only hear. Yeah, apart from things like this, it was, it's normally in automotive that you hear bad things, right? Like yeah. Uber trying to test. Everyone's kind of forgotten that Uber are trying to build autonomous vehicles since yeah. Travis Kalanick. Um, well, they're currently fighting a lawsuit against um, Google because um, apparently they stole a lot of. Um, I was going to say they probably car. couldn't have done it without. Yeah. <laughs> some knowledge of a bigger company with more data, right? It's classic Uber, really. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah like generally they like these research labs and stuff like to get on with um their business and and stay quiet um and not talk too much to the press or into the public um because basically when they do stuff like this happens that you know people start talking about like the end of the world and it's not good for them um and their funding and they don't want red tape so yeah they tend to sort of try and do these things quietly but then the risk of that is that um we don't know what they're doing they're building black box algorithms and it's all a little bit scary damn well slight slight pivot before we wrap up so if you have automotive and uh, and things like that and Mm. autonomous vehicles coming does that play into the french and british government's decision to uh, stop all production of petrol and diesel cars by 2040 yeah, so Does you, electric car equal autonomous car? I mean, they are different, but they, they're, they're inextricably linked because um, if you're going to spend the time and energy to build an electric car, you might as well try and make it autonomous, in my opinion, which is what is happening at Tesla. Like Tesla started out electric car and then it went into the autonomous space. Yeah. Um, and I think most of the people that are doing electric cars um, are looking at autonomous. So the... Ford um, had a change of leadership this yes. year where they sacked sort of a long time um, sort of classic CEO and they brought in the guy that was head of their autonomous driving division, which was sort of a clear signal that they're going to try and focus on that area. And then Volvo uh, this yeah. month, I think, came out and said that they're not going to build anything that isn't electric that's, um, yeah, that's in the big. next sort of few years. So it, it, it's happening in quite a major way. And I think it's more interesting that the traditional car makers are starting to make these moves. Will that mean that every company will just say, we no longer sell in these countries? Or does it mean that these, these other companies are going to have to adapt and start building electric cars pretty quick? Because 2040 is not very far away. It's pretty far away. I don't know. Like, they, 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 <laughs> 23 the, the years. Speed, the speed of technology change now would suggest that, that, that we should be at the point in 2040 where electric and autonomous technology is like up to the standards where we can just use it. The, the the problem is and always will be batteries. Like batteries are a bloody yep. nightmare. Like they just like we can't seem to It's quite a partridge thing to say. <laughs> batteries are a bloody nightmare. We we can't um seem, out. <laughs> we can't seem to um like create a step change in battery technology where they have more capacity. Yeah. Um so the charging issue remains the biggest issue with electric cars. A company that does that for, for any sort of technology is going to be a very, very rich company. Yeah, that'll be the com- that'll be the company that we have not heard of now that will be the biggest in twenty forty if it ever happens. Yeah. Speaking of things that run on electricity, how about the fact that little rumbas you know, there's little vacuums. Oh, the little- Vacuums. They've been collecting all your all your all the data of where they go in your house, and they've all mapped out your house. And then Roomba is allowed to legally sell that data. That is mental. Oh my God. That is absolutely <laughs> mental. Did you hear about that? This. No. Yeah. So um, apparently, somebody has brought up that they have the ability to, as they bump around your house, you know, bumping into your feet and your cat and whatever, they actually can send back data to Roomba and Roomba is legally allowed to sell that data to other companies. And there was a big thing this week about Alexa being able to listen to your conversations. Oh, I mean, I've always thought that yeah. <laughs> that was possible Yeah, you already anyway. had that with um, the Xbox Connect, wasn't it? So it was uh, yeah. always on when I was listening to you. There's some very dodgy um, T's and C's and small print you about Alexa. You just need Alexa. to read the small print. Nobody yeah. can. They're like 23 pages long. Nobody reads it. <laughs> Nobody reads 23 Have you ever pages. read a whole T and C? No, but like, like it's our job, well, it's my job, to read them and make them, um, can you read them like, for us? <laughs> it may, yeah, and make and then just sort of get on to, summarize what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, get on to Rumba. This just reminds me of when. Do you remember when Bruce Willis got angry because he realised he didn't technically own his iTunes collection? Because mm. <laughs> uh, when you die, you can't 
your, because of all the T's and C's you click on when you agree to iTunes, when you download music from iTunes, it's only your property until you die and you can't pass it on in a will. Because basically right. Bruce Willis got so on the, the iPod bandwagon that he had so much downloaded music he wanted to actually leave it as an asset and he was legally not allowed to do that. I wonder how much his iTunes library is worth. I don't know. Is it just all it's his Bruce own Willis, albums? So. <laughs> he, just, he, used to have, he used to be yeah, a recording artist, album, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he likes the sort of old soul and jazz standards. I think. How do you I, think. I, think. <laughs> I, don't know. I do like Bruce Willis quite a lot. You ever seen Hudson Hawk? I have not seen that film. Not a great film. No. Last Boy Scout's good. Is that him? That's, that good. That's a good film. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite Bruce Willis film? You're going to have to say Die Hard. <laughs> oh, it's Die Hard. <laughs> no, but mine is, my favourite is not Hudson Hawk. You can't leave that as my answer. <laughs> Hudson Hawk is a weak film. I don't think many people will have heard of it. Don't worry. Um, thank you. That was a good uh, roundup. We didn't, we didn't go too far off the rails. Um, Scott Kerry, AI Mother Zuckers or... <laughs> Musk try harder. <laughs> I really like AI Mother Zuckers. That's good. I like that. Okay, cool. David? Uh, Musk try harder. Ooh, we're split. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll I want to see him try that shit with uh, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. He would knock him flat. Yeah, that pick, that pick, that's pretty Bezos great picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, yeah. Um, let us know, listener, who's your favourite heavyweight in the tech world. <laughs> Who would you play if they did a Street Fighter version of them? Uh, thanks for joining me, Dave and Scott. Um, please join me next week. I'm sure you will have to. <laughs> there are no and uh, it shows that we can uh, make uh, 30 minutes out of a slow tech week. So thank you very much. Brilliant. And it has been Tech Week. Lee, thank you. Goodbye. Cheers. Bye-bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 